What's going on, everybody? We're going to start a new segment at the beginning of every episode, and that is going to be the podcast shout out. Now, we want to do this to kind of help some other podcasts out, uh, expand their reach, and uh, hopefully we can help each other out. I completely understand because we're we're trying to make it out there, too. And so I, I think this is a good opportunity to introduce our audiences to some other neat podcasts. Of course, our very first podcast shout out is going to be our parent, Collateral cinema movie podcast now that is the podcast that dakota and i do with bo maddox and robert ortegon and uh, as much as gaming nerds as we are we're also movie nerds so that's a lot of fun to do we just like to kick back analyze movies it's a blast really more than likely you're already checking out collateral cinema if you're a fan of collateral gaming but on the off chance you're not go check us out uh you know once again dakota and i also co-host on that one so you'll see us there you'll hear bo and robert there as well and uh you can find us on on iTunes, on Podbean, on Spotify, YouTube, Google Play, SoundCloud, Chill Lover Radio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So go give us some love and uh, let us know what you think. Anyway, stay tuned for next time's podcast shout out and on with the show. I'm Ashley Chancellor. I'm Dakota Chancellor. And we, we are, are Collateral, Collateral Gaming. Welcome to Collateral Gaming, the only video game podcast that matters, where we focus on good games, bad games, and everything else in between in the world of gaming. We are podcasting straight from somewhere in South Texas, and yes, my friends, we are a 420-friendly podcast, so smoke it if you've got it, whatever you've got. My name is Ashley Chancellor. Fun fact, I've got nothing today. <laughs> you ran out of funny, witty things I to thought, say. I thought you were going to say you starred in Aquaman. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Shit. Jason Momoa. There you go. Yeah, with that oh. beard. We'll, we'll be back with the fun facts next week. We're in a brief hiatus. <laughs> I'm here today with my brother, Dakota Chancellor. What's up? Nothing much, bro. Just ready to get on with this game. I'm excited. Yeah, and we're going to get into that in a moment. Of course... One thing I did want to go over real quick is uh, if you listen to the beginning, we did our very first podcast shout out. Now, that isn't an item of particular interest because it's the chance for us to grow your podcast. If you're like us and you're also running a podcast, probably a more successful and popular one, I'm willing to bet. <laughs> so we're just starting out. But um, you mean like collateral cinema? Yes, sir. Oh. Uh, oh yeah by the way uh, uh, as usual Bo and robert are here with us uh just chilling out yo now, yo hey everybody how's it going how do you guys feel about us shutting out your podcast hey that's fine by me i mean whatevs our podcast yeah yeah exactly sure. i mean hell this is all the same brand i mean whatever l company you know? production oh yeah anyway if you want us to shut out your podcast just Hit us up. We're on Twitter at C Gaming Podcast, Instagram at collateral.gaming.podcast, and we're on Facebook under Collateral Gaming Video Game Podcast. So uh, shoot us a DM or email us at cgamingpodcast at iCloud.com. We'd be happy to shout you out. We'll do a shout for a shout or whatever you guys want to do. We're fine with that. Anything, we're happy to uh, 
just help out a buddy, you know? Absolutely. And we have many, many friends in the Potter and family. So we also, as everybody knows, we do uh, podcast shout outs on Collateral Cinema as -hmm. well. And we've already shouted out some interesting podcasts, you know, everything from the Two Girls on a Bench podcast to uh, Unrivaled Rant with uh, Juliet Miranda to the Nerds with Words. All kinds of great people, man. Christian and Damon's amazing nerd show. All all of those are fucking awesome. And uh, we just did Super Media Bros podcast yeah super media brothers those guys are friends of ours friends of the show we consider them at least you know yeah at the very least now the other item of interest before we go on to our game is going to be our patron content uh i just wanted to go over that a little bit i know we've been promising the let's plays for a while they're taking a little bit longer we had some technical difficulties getting it set up and i have to sync up video and it's it's kind of a mess but uh i'm gonna release that out the fable 3 let's play which is again for free uh and then after that, all of our Let's Play commentaries are going to be uh, patron only. However, both Collateral Cinema and Collateral Gaming, I think, are planning on instead of doing membership fees per month, you're just going to pay per content. And that may work a little bit better for the Let's Plays because I may have to divide those up into separate episodes because they're so long and there's so <laughs> much content. I don't want to cut it all out. So we'll see what happens with that. But go check out our Patreon if you want to go ahead and donate just to support us. I mean, we would love that. And we will get that content out for you guys soon. Also on Podbean Patron. And uh, we're we're just coming up with ideas. If you have any ideas, uh, let us know. DM us or whatever. Now, and un- re- real quick, also Collateral Cinema is on Podbean Patron and Patreon. We're pretty much doing the same thing that you just said. And we're going to have some more film commentaries on the Podbean Patron very soon for $1 and $5 tiers. At $1, we'll go ahead and give you a shout out at the beginning of the show. That's what we're going to start doing. And also, we're going to start having exclusive content on Patreon as well, like live streams and maybe some top 10 videos or maybe some mini episodes that are topical more than just focused on a movie, you know? So look for that very, very soon. Podbean Patron and Patreon.com slash Podcast. Okay, Bo. You can stop hogging the mic now. Oh, come (laughs) on. This is my microphone. I'm just kidding. My mics. Um, My studio. My studio. Guys, that goes double for Collateral Gaming. I'm basically just keeping everything analogous to kind of the way Bo does it with Collateral Cinema. So we will likely have some form that's equivalent to everything that Bo mentioned. We're probably going to do it pretty much the same way because I'm lazy and I'm just doing everything. No, it's not because I'm lazy. I just, I like the format and I want to kind of keep it similar, keep that branding together. I don't know. I'm OCD. That's right. I'm the daddy. I'm the fucking daddy. Okay, that's too far. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think anyone... here besides okay. you believes that you know what you know who's <laughs> okay. the daddy here i'm the daddy here i'm the only oh, one no. who's I'm your the only one that has a child well wow well, on the way in the oven oh yeah in, bun the, in oven. the oven <laughs> in the oven there's a bun in the oh oven. my god yeah. all right guys as much as we love to bullshit i do want to go ahead and get forward with the game uh one other thing i kind of was interested in doing was talking about news in the world of gaming uh dakota have you heard about anything going on recently i have actually uh the new elder scrolls blades came out for the iphone you pre-purchased it yeah, I haven't even played it yet. Exactly, neither have I. So I'm excited to that start it. That looks pretty cool. So that was just kind of our mini news segment. We'll probably throw together a news video for both cinema and gaming really soon. Now, guys, today we are talking about a grand stall in the world of gaming. We're talking about a top tier. We're talking about the greatest game ever made. And that is Atari's E.T. the Extraterrestrial. <laughs> <laughs> April oh, Fool's! Man. Hey, don't, don't, don't tell James Rolfe that. He'll have a meltdown. Oh, we should. No, no, April 
April Fools. Um, despite the title, we are actually talking about No Man's Sky. And if you listen to our previous episode, you would know that. So shame on you if you fell for the trick. You should be listening to all of our episodes. No, I'm just kidding. I'm happy to have any listeners at all. Okay, guys. So we're actually going over Hello Games, No Man's Sky. Uh, maybe one day we'll talk about E.T. the Extraterrestrial. And it won't be an April Fool's joke. Yeah, no, no. We'll do it for real. It may- maybe that will be one of our bad game reviews, which, by the way... We're going to reveal our very first for our 420 episode coming next episode. Woo. Now, No Man's Sky. This is a game that has generated a lot of controversy. Cody and I actually, we were following this game before it came out. You remember that? We I pre-ordered it, I remember. Yeah. Um, we were following it for a while. We learned a lot about it, you know, online. We saw a lot of, a lot of posters and stuff. And we learned about what it's about, mostly, and the, the algorithm that you're going to talk about in a minute. Uh. We learned a lot about it before we actually played the game. Yeah. Now, this game generated a lot of hype before it came out. Because here was the thing. It's a procedurally generated universe. Think of Minecraft in space, right? And that's kind of how the gameplay comes out. And we'll talk about that in a second. But the idea of this near-infinite universe... And Hello Games, which was at the time an indie game studio, I think composed of like less than a dozen people total when they developed this. It really caught a lot of ears because there were a lot of promises made. There was a lot of speculation going on. And uh, in particular, people were just wowed. The game boasts no less than 18 quintillion planets. Quintillion? God damn. Yeah, that's not a billion. That's not a trillion. That's that's not even a quadrillion. That's quintillion. That's a 64-bit seed in procedural generation. And every single one of those planets is generated completely randomly with its own species of flora and fauna, its own geological formations, uh, its own environments. It's really crazy to think about. It's astronomical. In fact, I I think Hello Games cited that about 0.01% of the game's universe would ever be explored by the entire player base. That's how huge it is. Now, here's what's funny. Uh, Originally, that was only a 32-bit seed. I believe that was in the scale of millions, not nearly as many. And some people said they couldn't do it. They told Hello Games they couldn't do it. You know what Hello Games did? You know what they did? They doubled it. Yeah, though they doubled the exponent. So it's instead of being 2 to the 32, it's 2 to the 64. Right. That's a huge fucking number. Damn. Uh, Surmise about 18 quintillion and so this was a massively overhyped game so much so that i think people expected more out of the game than what initially came out and that's why there was such a controversy now did you guys ever hear about no man's sky Bo robert no i've never i seen was before. aware of it somewhat just by way more or less of twitter you know right. certain uh gaming uh accounts on twitter but i mean i kind of thought that the whole scope of the game was kind of bullshit, you know? It kind of sounded like a Peter Molyneux kind of uh, boast, if you know what I mean. Yeah, it's but, compared a lot to that. And we talked a little bit yeah. that in our Fable episode, remember? Right. About yeah. some of the promises. Now, the difference here is that Sean Murray, who is the, the head of games there at uh, Hello Games, he didn't quite promise things that weren't there it's more like the team didn't drop in and stop the rumors from happening they kind of let things propagate it's not as if they said things were going to happen that didn't it's more so that they didn't tell people no they accepted the rumors yeah and they allowed the hype to generate and i think that's why so many people were disappointed the game is massive as far as we know, the promise of 18 quintillion planets, I mean, that's there. I mean, although I guess we can never verify that. Right, but I'm, uh, I believe it. I mean, I looking at the 
vastness of this this world. Yeah, isn't the opening loading screen literally all the planets that are in the game, or at least like just a small like fraction of them? It appears to be. I think that's, that's what I believe. by every star system in the game. I I wouldn't be surprised because it calls out some of the ones that were discovered by. Yeah, the exactly. yeah those are all solar systems. Yeah, it's totally believable. Wow, that's the cool thing, guys. Of uh, every one of the big parts of this game is the exploration aspect. I mean, alone, that's just groundbreaking. And even if some people felt like that wasn't necessarily fun as a game, it's groundbreaking nonetheless. This is its own self-contained universe for all intents and purposes. Right. And it, go ahead. No, I'm just saying it's big enough to be a universe, you know? I mean, they really did a good job at the at the way that it's, it's realistic. The planets are far enough from each other that you'd actually believe that that's how a universe would be or a star system. Yeah. And one of the cool things about that is, you know, I was thinking about simulation theory. I don't know if anyone's ever listened to like Elon Musk or, uh, you know, what some of the other scientists, I think even Neil deGrasse Tyson said something about it. The idea of a simulated universe, of course, is that at some point, some future or advanced civilization could simulate our entire reality. It's the question, are we living in a simulation? The yeah. argument, of course, is that if it is possible at some point for any kind of civilization to simulate our reality, it becomes increasingly more likely that we are living in a simulated reality. Right. If we could do this much in 2016 with No Man's Sky, is it outside of the realm of possibility? That we could in, in turn create our own simulated reality. I mean, this is just a video game, right? Right. I don't know. In some ways, uh, to me, that kind of sounds a little bit like the brain and the vat theory. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of similar to that, and it's uh, some of the ideas that it kind of kind of got condensed into the matrix a little bit you know yeah yeah we should do the matrix on collateral cinema uh, oh yes. that'd be badass yeah but that's really what's caught dakota's in my attention right definitely that that's what got us to pre-order the game yeah we were excited for this so that's a tiny glimpse of space combat uh but i've only got three but it's there's loads that i want to show you like this so this is the solar system that we're currently at. That's where that battle is taking place. But battles like that are taking place across the universe. If I pull back a little bit, you could see the other stars nearby that I can reach with my current hyperdrive. And I'm going to pull back a little bit more to give you a sense of the size of the game. But when I do, I really need you to Keep in mind to understand that every one of these points of light is a sun. And every one of those suns has its own solar system with planet-sized planets orbiting around it. Those have life, ecology. And I could even go a little faster. Now, most of these places have never been visited. Many of them never will be. Over there, in the distance, is the center of the galaxy. That's where we're all trying to get to. And I'm going to do something really stupid. I'm just going to pick one of these at random. And we can go there. Now this was okay in rehearsal, otherwise I wouldn't be here, but uh, if anything horrible goes wrong, just keep in mind that I've not been here before. Cool. 
So here we are in an undiscovered solar system. Probably no one's ever been here before. I could do a scan. And when I do, you'll see some points of interest. That red one down there is a beacon. And I've made it so that there's always a beacon near where I warp in just for this. So beacons are where you... Beacons are where you upload discoveries. That's it over there, behind that rock. Um, and this is the planet that we've just found. So this is an alien world that we found together. This is planet E3. And it's not like the prettiest planet I've seen better, uh, but I've also seen a lot worse. Uh, so I could do a scan. And uh, as luck would have it, there's no alien life. Uh, but I could show you this. So every planet in every solar system is fully destructible. Those guys are the Sentinels. They protect the planets from explorers like me. And uh, now I'm underwater. And there's fish! As I said before, a lot of things that people were expecting to make it into the game didn't. The biggest controversy, of course, came out day one of launch. It was promised that the universe was apparently so vast that the possibilities of you encountering another player were astronomically low. Like, it was almost impossible for you in the base game, or at least within that time frame, for you to just happen upon another player. What happened is two players, day one, which was apparently not supposed to happen. Yeah. I don't know if this was some freak thing or if there was some explanation for this. I don't know. But for some reason, two players managed to find out that they'd crossed each other's paths day one. Because in the system, you're able to explore and discover planets. If you're the first person to come to a planet or a system, the game lets you know, and you can right. even name that planet yourself, although it'll auto-generate the names. I like the names. I like generates. it too. Yeah, I usually keep the generated names. Yeah. You can upload those discoveries and get in-game credits for them. And if you happen to come across someone else's creation, which even now, three years later, is still fairly low. Extremely. It doesn't happen all the time. And you can even see that in the loading screen uh, as, as you're whizzing by and you only see so many names pop up. But two players apparently crossed each other's paths, so they decided to meet up. One thing that happened, I'm not exactly sure how the exchange went down, but uh, I believe it was Sean Murray was involved in that or someone from the Hello Games team had indicated that there would be some multiplayer aspect of the game. What the two players found when they decided to meet up was that neither's avatar was represented in the other's world. So there was multiplayer aspects they could interact in the same world in terms of the same procedurally generated universe and they could see each other's discoveries though that was uploaded to the internet but neither one was able to see each other and neither one was actually in the same time of day in game either. Right. So that was that was one of the biggest controversies and I think that's what happened. I think bad PR, honestly. It, it honestly was. That's what really made people lose their sight for it, you know? And I think it drew a lot away from what this game did manage to achieve. I mean, if nothing else, that's a fucking cool space simulator, right? Right. 
day one, when, when you did play this game for the first time, how did that kind of shake out? Besides the space exploration, what did the game do? What was the gameplay kind of like? It was weird because you start off and you realize you're crash landed or you just appeared on a planet like out of nowhere. And then you start off by repairing your ship and stuff and then eventually going to space. But you feel so alone almost in the beginning because you're in this huge world. You can walk forever and lose your ship, you know, just walking. It's just crazy. And what does typical gameplay consist of? Mining, uh, flying your ship later once you repair your ship, eventually switching to different solar systems. Most of it is like Minecraft-esque, just in yeah. space, like you said. Or you mine, you get your materials to upgrade items. Once you upgrade your items, you know, you can finally use your ship or your scanner, your laser, your mining beam. So, I mean, you just slowly upgrade until you find a way off the planet. In and of itself, even without engaging in any quests, there's this general goal of making your way to the center of the universe. There are three alien species to interact with in the right. game. Yeah, and you can actually learn their languages by going to those different planets. There's different quests you can do. And there's also these little like language stones. I forget what they're called, but there's some kind of like little stone in the ground and you can learn words from just going to them, you know? And learning the words of the language is interesting because whenever you talk to one of these foreign species for the first time, it it just has weird gibberish is what it looks like but there's an actual language in there and you can learn it eventually and as you learn different words you can learn what they're saying and allowing you to trade items with them yeah and you can go interact with all those species you can explore each planet discover each of the species that that planet has to offer gather materials build another warp cell to go to the next system. Yes. And there's kind of this rinse and repeat cycle. Then, of course, you start interacting with the quest. There's the Atlas path. And yeah. we'll get into the what is of a story in this game. But day one, there was plenty to do. And I think one person described it as Skyrim, but without the main quest. Yeah. And there was a main quest, but it, it was pretty bare bones. It basically was you can do whatever you want. And I think a lot of people were bored by that. But I think a lot of people just didn't really understand what the game was. I think they envisioned something else and yeah. later on it did kind of gain back some of those features and that of course started with the updates now due to the bad pr that this game received in the controversy hello games opted to offer free updates which they're still offering three years later there's a new oh, yeah. one coming out this year it's really really great on their part that they decided to do that i think that was really the only thing that could redeem this game right and with each update some of the original features that were considered missing were gradually implemented that was something that minecraft didn't do right they didn't give it the right updates and that yeah. was kind of a problem on their part that's why i lost a lot of notoriety after a while yeah some of the updates started to get heavily criticized i don't think everybody was happy with the way right. especially after microsoft bought mojang I kind of oh went downhill. That was pretty much a turning point. Yeah. And Minecraft's a lot of fun, and we will actually talk about Minecraft. We have that plan oh, next yeah. season. Definitely not a bad game review. It's a, It'll go down in history. <laughs> Minecraft is still fun. I mean, especially oh, yeah. with all the kids gone, right? Yeah. They're all playing <laughs> fork knife, little whippersnappers. Well, now it's just like Minecraft is almost seen as nostalgic now, like this this trophy to be worshipped, <laughs> you know, this masterpiece, which it really is. And but the problem was, is it didn't get that before. The that weird thing cool. is, with the pixel art style, it pretty much was a nostalgic game in its own right when it right, came out. Right, you know? and that was the kind of the point with it is simplicity can also be beautiful. Yeah, No Man's Sky is really, I think, like the space Minecraft. I've heard some other people compare this to some other indie titles. Now remember, this was an indie title at launch, but we're dedicating a full episode to it because I think it's considered like a mainstream game. Now. Oh yeah. Not like Minecraft went from indie to, you know, so really it, it kind of is space Minecraft, except I've heard that it's not exactly unique, that there are some other titles that have done this before. This was the first one that at least, you know, within our generation kind of gathered all this attention. Right. You know, I hear it compared a lot to Spore. 
in terms of empty promises. Right. They did start to reverse some of that coverage, though, some of that bad press with the foundation update, which added the ability for a player to make their own home planet where they could build a base. And base building in this game is a lot of fun. You and I have had some fun with that. Just that in and of itself, I've spent hours. Easily. You just destroying a bunch of materials and getting enough to build your base and just, you know, making it look like you want it to, you know. You have a sky bridge on yours. I mean, you spent a lot of effort into that, you know. (laughs) Dan, sounds a little bit like StarCraft. Right? Oh, I love StarCraft. StarCraft's so much fun. StarCraft is fun. We're gonna have to do that eventually for the podcast. I remember being shown Starcraft for the first time by our uh, cousin. Yeah. yeah talk, talk about all the Korean kids that just do nothing but play fucking Starcraft yes. too. I played the original though. I used to just play custom maps all the time. Oh, yeah. So the foundation update was the first update and that added, like I said, the uh, base building, the home planet, so you could go back to that planet. Now before, once you left a system, you pretty much lost it. Oh yeah, it's very difficult to get back to where you came from. The backtrack, yeah. But with the ability to teleport back to your base at any time, that was something I think that was much needed. And also the base building in and of itself is a lot of fun. The game update also added a survival mode and a creative mode, right? like Minecraft. (laughs) Survival mode is a it's similar to, to regular gameplay but if the player dies they have to start all the way over so it's like minecraft's hardcore mode mm-hmm. and then creative mode allows you to uh, construct bases with unlimited resources and you can't die now i don't know if that cross lists with the regular game and if you can still interact with creative bases i don't know yeah i wonder i didn't I see the option for survival and creative in the newest update i don't know but i do know that if that were the case and it didn't affect each other wouldn't there have to be like two different servers running the 14 quintillion planets i don't think they could do that yeah, I, I think know. it's just one world, but I think it's still so vast that you're not going to affect anything playing creative. Yeah, that's true. It's so few and far between. That's what I'm getting at. I, I think even then it wouldn't affect anything. Yeah. Now, the next update was the Pathfinder update, and that added a lot of new features, including Exocraft, which are these vehicles. Now, we haven't come across any of those in our playthrough yet. Not yet, no, but we recently restarted on w- with the new updates. So yeah. it's kind of it's taken us a while. But on my main profile, I got a lot further, but this was before that. That update. Yeah. So we played this game at launch and then I guess it, we let it collect us for a long time because oh, yeah. we just moved on to different games and we just turned it on now with all these new updates. It's a lot awesomer. It really is. It's game changing. Literally. Yeah. So uh, and that's especially with these new updates. You have the Pathfinder update, which uh, created those vehicles in the game. And apparently there's a permadeath option as well that's added. I don't know how to activate that, but me neither. And then the third update was the Atlas Rises. It added to the game's story. Story mode, 30 hours of narrative, and some more procedurally generated missions. Uh, Joint exploration mode, where 16 players can explore the same planet and chat, but they'll see each other as glowing spheres. They're not going to directly interact, but it was the first step towards co-op yeah th- that was that was it that's exactly what they needed to kind of give us that hey multiplayer is coming you're gonna get it here yeah it, is. it was it was delivering hello games was really quiet at first whenever the controversy was around right but they were listening they started i guess they just got right to work and they released these updates free and released i guess what they felt what the game should have been at launch and i think a lot of times when controversies happen with games honestly i think a lot of it has to do with the publisher and the deadlines more so than the developer i think right. that's what happened with assassin's creed unity and Ubisoft, for instance. I, I really do. I think that, that deadlines are just really hard to meet. Right. Well, do you remember Bandersnatch? Yeah. It was all about that. Yeah. I was 
just thinking about that. I knew you were. Bander shit. <laughs> <laughs> so the next major update is, uh, well, it was the most significant upgrade, and that was No Man's Sky Next. And that's technically the version we're playing on, although there's there's a couple more updates after that. But this is this is was considered a new version of the game. I guess you can mm-hmm. say the season two if they did a season pass system. More or less, yeah. You know, kind of like Destiny, the Fallen King yes. kind of thing, you know? Oh, that's so much fun, bro. I can't wait to talk about Destiny 2. <laughs> I've been playing a lot or of it. Ultimate Ninja Storm 4 Road to Boruto or Ultimate Ninja Storm 3 Full oh, Burst. There's the weeb coming out on me. God damn it. So, No Man's Sky next. Now, this was the most significant update. It completely overhauled the, the system. It changed all of the resources, the crafting elements even just some of the most basic gameplay aspects, the UI and everything. And that's what was the biggest change for us when we came in. Oh yeah, that, that was the biggest one because we like we weren't used to it. We were used to what we had before and you come back to this and it's like a whole new game almost and they fixed all their problems. And it's funny because we got to see that directly juxtaposed because we when we started the game recently, we didn't update. We weren't connected to the internet. Yes. So we started the game the way it was, you know, day one. And then suddenly within the same game world, everything's updated. The space stations look different. Uh, there's no more Thamia 9. You, use, you have to craft your own fuel. Yes, you do. There's like... Like refiners and stuff that you have to make to like make, Which are make like different furnaces in Minecraft. Exactly. They Literally are. like furnaces in Minecraft. The biggest thing is that it finally added true multiplayer. Now, we haven't toyed around with that yet, but supposedly yet. you can join up with, I think it's up to four players uh, at a time, and you can go you know, raid ships together and explore. And that sounds like a lot of fun. I'd like to try that out. I agree. It also allowed you to build a base anywhere you want instead of just on your home planet to build bases underwater or uh, in as many as you want on any, as many planets as you want. We even have two on our same moon. We do. In our gameplay. And apparently you're able to assemble fleets of stars starships so that's really cool we haven't toyed around with that either that's another one that that update there's there's so much going on we've barely started our atlas path yeah now there was also an update after next another uh more minor update and that was the abyss which expanded the aquatic biomes and added more creatures resources and base building features apparently some more story content uh, as far as underwater gameplay goes there was idea yeah which is really cool kind of like subnautica right yeah like subnautica compared to no man's sky i did i did well definitely when i played subnautica i i felt the no man's sky field where you can destroy anything and go anywhere yeah do what you want build your own base because i knew i had heard about that and the next update was Visions. Uh, it expanded the number of biomes available, made everything a lot more diverse. Uh, you've got more freighters, alien bases, fossilized creatures, and uh, just, some, just some more diversity, more stuff. Now, the next update is set to release in 2019. It's called Beyond. Another free update. The biggest thing with this is apparently VR support. Oh, that's cool. Nice. And not just a separate mode. Like, you can experience all of No Man's Sky in virtual reality. That's crazy. Now, that would be really fun to do high <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i can only imagine Flying just like, seriously just like starting it off and then suddenly you just you plug in your vr set you know and you just play <laughs> <laughs> and then the other thing is no man's sky online which promises to expand on the multiplayer features and apparently there's another component as well yet to be revealed so the beyond update we're looking forward to we're gonna have to check that out when that comes out i'm excited what's the release date for that do you know uh sometime in mid 2019 oh that's awesome yeah because it almost 
almost is mid 2019. We're getting there. I mean, it's almost April. Well, it's April, April 1st, right? When we post this? My baby's going to be born in June. Oh, man. Wow, man. That's <laughs> crazy. Summer baby. I, I'm a summer baby myself. I was born in July. Uh, I didn't get that luxury. My birthday is like four days after Christmas, so <laughs> it sucks. Now, as far as things like resources, UI, combat, and crafting, what have you noticed different coming back into No Man's Sky with all these updates? The base building, for sure. Uh, that was a really awesome update they added. I, I love the idea of being able to kind of build yourself a safe environment quickly, especially when you're like walking long distances and you're taking radiation damage or thermal damage or, you know, too cold damage. You know, when the temperature decreases enough, you actually take damage. And most planets have either radiation damage and the radiation of the planet. I think that was in the base game. No, I know it was. But what I'm talking about is the base building is that would you would you, you could build a base around yourself real quick and suddenly you're able to not take radiation damage because oh, you're yeah. in a closed environment. That was also done by going into caves. That was the original way to do it. And then you can still do that. You can go into caves and you won't take radiation damage or thermal damage. But now you can just build a base around yourself real quick if you have the materials or get the materials real quick and just build a base around yourself. Yeah. I did that more often than I uh, would rather say. <laughs> what I what I noticed is they, they completely changed all of the resources in this game. I like we mentioned before. Absolutely. And now in order just to lift off, you have to craft a lot more, which is a lot of fun. You have to really manage your inventory. I think it's going to be a lot harder to get out of being stuck somewhere, you know? Right. One of the other things I noticed was the space stations. The space stations were a lot different than they were before. There were two sides and one side you had to use an Atlas Pass, like version three to get into it. And the other side was just like was one of the species of that solar system. Uh -huh. We mentioned each solar system has a different species that it is populated with. Um, but, you know, you had their two areas, the door and then an area where there's just one guy. Now you get into your space stations and there's like at least 15 different guys. There's like four shop guys where you can buy thing from, things from. I think it's pretty cool. That was an interesting update. Yeah, it's a lot more uh, populated now. It feels a lot more alive. You feel less alone in the universe. <laughs> yeah, I think that was a good update. Do you think Hello Games eventually may do on the vision and promise of the game? You know, with the evidence that we have so far, what they've done with these updates, they've been slowly giving it to us what we need. So I have every reason to believe that they will. Yeah, I think they really redeemed this game. I think they finally raised it up. I think it sits at a 7 out of 10 now, which is much higher than it was originally. Right. I think it was like 3 or something. If they had really spent their time doing it and released it like now with what they have, I think they would have done a lot better. But, you know, they had their deadline. So I get it. Well, here's the thing. And I think games would do a lot better if there wasn't so much hype right. built up. And I, I really feel like if games just were released with barely any information, you know, kind of like what's working with Avengers Endgame right now. Yes. And, and Infinity War, same thing. The smallest amount of information possible building up the hype, you know? You're, you're right. It builds itself up. Yeah. Well, everybody loved Iron Man, right? Everybody loved that movie when it came out. You never would have thought that it would end where it is today. Yeah. We're super excited about seeing Endgame. We're actually yeah. been watching all of the MCM movies again in order just to build up. Yeah. And we're going to do an at the theater episode, right, Bo? I believe so. Yeah. Um, When is in game uh, gonna be released April 26th Ooh, wow that's pretty close, it's close. very soon so y'all yeah. need to catch up Dakota and I are at we just finished Iron Man 2 Mm -hmm. So not very far at all. <laughs> God damn we'll it. So I, I guess I'm going to have to buy Iron Man this weekend. Yeah. Or you could just borrow our version. <laughs> or something. Yeah. <laughs>
We got almost everything in the highest quality on our Apple TV oh, right yeah. now. We got everything, almost all the MCU movies. Oh, okay. This is our excuse to talk about the MCU, just like <laughs> we have an excuse to talk, to talk about Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> You're tearing God. me apart, Lisa! <laughs> what a story, Mark. <laughs> all right. That was the room reference of the day. Uh-huh. So starting from the beginning, just overall, okay, in general, with each version, is it fun? Is it innovative? Absolutely. It's a game changer. They set a new standard for games. They really did. Just like Zelda did. Like Minecraft did. I think there's a lot of fun ideas here. I think, like you said, if it had been implemented later, they had more time to work on it. I think it would have gone a lot over a lot better. I think the initial game did suffer from a little bit of monotony. I mean, right. we, we, we put it down for a reason. We kind of stopped playing. It was really interesting for a while. And then I guess we got bored of it. So I'm really glad that there's a lot more content available now. Agreed. Replaying this game just to do the podcast. I'm really glad if I did because now I actually want to play this game, you know, yeah. because with all this new content before, I, I felt like there was so much to do, so far to go to do what I need to do that it was just nothing for me to do. I felt alone and pointless, you know? Yeah. Now, when you play the game, you have hope that you're going to get to the center and you, there's a little bit more linear path than there was. You can't have it too open, but you can't have it too structured, you know? Shit, I was just having fun building my base up. Exactly, right? <laughs> yeah. I think now I'm really excited to see where this game goes in the future and excited to see what they add and for how long they continue to do that. And I'd be happy to watch to see where Hello Games goes in the future, what they produce next, or what they develop next, I should say. I think, you know, last time we said we were kind of apologists for this game. That yeah. was our feelings before, during the day one launch, during the release right. game. Now, with all these updates added, which we hadn't tried it before... I don't apologize for anything. <laughs> it's a legitimately good game now. There's a lot, and there's I think there's something in there for everyone. One thing that was really cool was I came home one day and my sister was home. She doesn't come to the, my parents' house very often. No. And I looked and I said, is that No Man's Sky? And she said, yes. I said, that's literally the game we're talking about. We hadn't picked it up yet. Right. And in fact, we invited her to come onto the podcast and talk about it with us. But unfortunately, she wasn't able to make it. Shame on her. <laughs> it would have been cool having three Chancellor siblings on here. All three. That would have been quite a thing, I gotta say. Yeah, so that was really fun. She was completely flirted away. She said she was drawn to the game because she likes Subnautica. Which is funny because for me, it was the opposite way around. I played No Man's Sky and I saw Subnautica and I was like, wow, this is a lot like No Man's Sky, but they did it right. Because like I said, I was an apologist before. It wasn't the greatest game, but I knew it had hope. And so with Subnautica, it was a great, great game. I was just appreciative of what the game was and what it represented. Right. You know, was it fun as a game? Well, that's subjective. Was it innovative? Oh, hell yes. I think there was a lot of really cool stuff here. And I think a lot was riding on this game with mm -hmm. the future of gaming. I'm really excited to see what this means. I mean, if we can do this, you know, it's like my simulated reality theory. Yeah. But, you know, let's just think about what can we do in video games in the future? It's incredible. Like we said, how we're apologists for them. It's more or less like we just respect what they've done and we understand that this is a huge leap in video game technology, you know? Yeah. We, 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 were, we can see the effort that was put into it. And the fact that you said it was like, what, a team of a dozen people? Yeah. They did this and it did get a lot of hype. Whether or not it ended up, you know, being good or bad in the end, it produced a lot of hype and a lot of people were ready for it. And it was just 12 people. Yeah. So lessons for the future, control the hype, you know? Right. Be honest. Say, hey, that feature's not in the game yet, you know? Right. Let people, they'll be up front, say, I don't want you to have too many expectations with this. Uh, and I think Hello Games learned that lesson. And they're really lucky to be able to have recovered from that in the way that they did. Right. And 
I think they really did the best thing they could with releasing the updates okay. as frequently as they did and at no cost, giving players the chance to say, you know, hey, I know you already dropped 60 bucks on this, but here's the game we promised you. We're still working on it. Right. And that's really respectable. I really respect developer willing to do. Of course. I mean, they're not getting money off of that. They're not. No one's paying for anything. I mean, the only money, yeah. they're, the revenue they're getting, I mean, I say the only revenue, but their main revenue from the game itself is just people buying it originally. Yeah. Now, there is one more aspect of this game, or I might say a lack thereof, and that's the story. Mm -hmm. The main goal throughout the game, of course, is to get to the center of the galaxy. And you do this by traveling from system to system. Now, if you wanted to just go on a straight path, and the game offers this, you can. The closest path that will take you to the center. But in reality, what you're trying to get to is the Atlas. Yes. Which is kind of this entity that's been reaching out to you, uh -huh. your character known as the Traveler. And along the way, there's this kind of mystical element where along the Atlas path, which is kind of, I guess, the main quest line. Yeah. Um, you learn more and more and more about what's going on. You encounter some strange figures that seem to know more than they're letting on. Yes. And you get some strange hints about uh, the nature of this universe. You go to these Atlas stations. I remember every few systems that you travel and you warp to, you find these Atlas stations along with a space station because every universe has a couple planets, maybe a moon and a space station. Yeah. But every time you travel, eventually you'll travel maybe four big warps or whatever eventually if you're following the atlas path you'll find atlas stations and there's where you find those entities you're talking about yeah and i believe you're offered a weapon as well you maybe offer something else but they offer you something there like a weapon you can get i think yeah at least the, in the first game right i don't know how it is now we haven't even gotten to the atlas path we were so busy with everything else that the game has to offer oh yeah you can lose hours of your life in this game easily you know just like our last game breath of the wild right oh the the world oh so beautiful i don't even know if i could talk about it again yeah i think a lot of people may not have even really been aware of the main quest line so much because you just get so lost doing everything else right and i think everybody even the people who complained about this you know admitted you know it's a lot of fun and it's so seamless traveling to each planet and and just
just immediately, you know, going from open space to the planet and vice right. versa, going from the planet to open space, no loading, you know? Yeah, you go through the atmosphere, you you literally lift off and you just fly right out of the planet seamlessly and, and you just fly to another planet. It tells you the time it takes to get to the planet at what speed you're going. Yeah. It does the math for you and calculates. So you'll look at the planet and you'll see it if you put your cursor on it and it'll tell you we'll arrive in and that number can be up to months, years. Yeah. And you'll, you'll notice that if you're going at like a really low speed, I don't know what form of speed they use. X amount of miles an hour, you know. <laughs> Um, the speed at which you're going, the faster you go, the slower that time is. You, eventually you do your pulse engine and it only takes like seconds or, but yeah. I mean, easily in a galaxy, well, I'm sorry, in a solar system, I, I keep using the wrong terminology. Like um, how you keep using the wrong menu when you play the game, Dakota? Yes, every single time I press start instead of op uh, options instead of the touchpad or the touchpad instead of options. But you, it'll, it can take you up to like easily three minutes just at your fastest speed to get to another planet. Yeah. It's not uncommon to see distances like three days. That's real world time. How right. long it would take if you were traveling at the speed you were going. Oh, yeah. But of course, you can speed up and then you get your warp engine, which allows you to travel to other systems. Now, I wonder if you went long enough, could you just travel to the system manually? I don't believe so, because I think it's more of like a, you just travel endlessly. You know, and I don't actually add anything. I think you have to warp because yeah. you can't even see the other stars properly. I, I don't think you could possibly travel that far. I don't think you with could. with the pulse engine, yeah. Yeah, it's just too vast. Plus, you'll run out of pulse engine fuel eventually, and you'll have to go at such a slow speed to get there that it, you're not getting anywhere. Now, in real life, you'd be in danger of running into dark matter. You're right. You would have no idea what you're running into necessarily. I think some people have tried things like uh, trying to travel to a star, at it's least in, in the you know the, the release version of the game. Now, there is kind of a twist near the end of the story. I, we never made it that far, but uh, we, we did our research. And at some point, you begin to realize, I think at the very end, that the entire thing actually is a simulation. Right. Going back to our simulated reality theory, um, this game is one. And I guess that is kind of apparent. I mean, the universe is just a little too perfect. Right. I mean, they re went for a lot of realism, but there are a few things that are just too convenient. And apparently you are uh, the test subject of the simulation and you're attempting to make it to the center and achieve the goal and then it resets and creates a copy and you start over from the beginning yep and as the traveler you'll notice when you start the game you actually hold square and it says initializing you initialize like into the game yeah Did you notice that yeah that is cool i didn't think about that before it's just that's you spotting into the world you know yeah so the entire thing is is, is a it's the matrix <laughs> dude it just got like inception there you know simulation and simulation and a simulation <laughs> Like, think about it that way. What, say, with the simulation theory, if we're in a simulation, playing a game about a simulation Dream that is about fucking with a me, game bro. being in a simulation. Mind fuck. Collateral gaming. Blowing your minds. Man, y'all you fucking again. stupid. Hey, Bo. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your <No>. daddy? <laughs> <laughs> think I'm going to have to sanction collateral gaming. Turtle, turtle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sanctions against you, both of you. You're going to sue hey, us, hey, Bo? Summy, man. Sue me. Bite me. <laughs> I, I think we're going to have to reduce your podcast time from over an hour to just 30 minutes. You, you only get 30 minutes to talk about any of this. No! <laughs> That's it. 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. We'll set up our own mics. And you have to clean up my studio. <laughs> oh. Anyway, final thoughts on the game. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that was good. Uh, on a 
seriously play this game you'll you'll see why this world is so vast it'll blow your mind you won't even realize the the freedom you have until you play it we can talk about it all day but until you play it and now that we're getting the vr soon yeah you'll you'll feel so immersed it's easily distractible you get distracted so easy while you're doing quests and it's hard to just straight line the center so do your best at trying not to get distracted but it's going to be hard not to and you don't necessarily want to go straight to the center. Eventually, right. you'll find that going to the Atlas stations is more worth your time Agreed. using that pathway. And eventually, you can use black holes, which jump you closer to the center of the universe. That's one of the things that the Atlas stations can get you. Yeah. So anyway, as far as what I think, um, I agree with Dakota. I think you should definitely give it a shot. I don't know if this is everyone's cup of tea. I know it's a very complex game. There's a lot to keep track of. I mean, we were just trying to guide both through the tutorial. And I was like, Dakota, j j just, just let them do it. Don't try to explain explain all this because it's it, it can be very overwhelming um i think everybody should give it a shot though necessarily is it something you should drop 60 bucks on i mean that's up to you for me i think it's worth it especially with all the updates that have come out i think it finally it's worth its its market value now well and actually now it's a lot cheaper than that <laughs> oh yeah i don't think it, it it's 60 bucks anymore I think it's interesting. I think it what it represents is really cool. And I like I said before, this game has redeemed itself in more ways than one. And I'm excited to see what they bring forward in the future. I went from thinking of myself as an apologist to a genuine fan of this game. Is it, you know, the greatest ever? Is it something that I'm going to spend most of my time on? I don't know. Maybe not. I think it's something it would be fun to pull up once in a while and say hey let's let's just go to space minecraft same thing yeah L lose yourself for a few hours what do you think Bo? from what you played so far all that i have to say is that no man's sky is absolute trash and hong kong 97 is the greatest game that it was ever made period oh my god Bo. oh go jump onto r slash the wrong generation <laughs> motherfucker <laughs> You don't even know what Hong Kong 97 is. Was it released in 97? Um, no, I don't think so, but it had 97 in the title. You know, when I was a kid, I used to think the Nintendo 64 was made in 1964. I had to. <laughs> and I then I, I realized that, that that was unreasonable. Yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> when I was a child, I had no idea, no concept of time. <laughs> Only been on live for, what, five years? In 97, I was like two years old. Nice. In 97, I was maybe six. 16, 17. Well, this fuck, Bo. Hey. Believe it or not, Bo and I are both millennials. Yeah. So Bo says. I, <laughs> I don't know anymore. There's like 20 different ways to look at the millennial that. generation. I just view myself as an older millennial. Let's save it for the extra segment. Oh, oh yeah. there's an extra segment. That's right. <laughs> oh yeah. Did you guys like not wait? I wonder if any. I wonder if people are actually waiting for the our post credits extra scenes. Oh, I mean, well. <laughs> I would look and see that there was like 15 minutes left and be like, oh okay. I don't know. That's just me, guys. There, if you stick around after the credit, there's extras at the end of all of our main episodes. Don't be one of those audio people. audio only. Don't be one of those people who leaves a Marvel movie early without <laughs> staying for the post credit scene. Oh my God, it's like plebeian bastards I, I think i said that on the last episode jeez you guys flatter yourselves too it's much like way too much uh -huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> so guys what's next well next week oh we are gonna do a well we're gonna try to do if we can actually sneak enough gameplay and i'd like to release our next indie game review don't hold me to that but i would like to do that next week uh, just a short mini episode audio only. Maybe we'll record that right after we record with Collateral Cinema. Um, we'll see how it goes. If we, if we can 
play enough of the game in time. And that is going to be We Happy Few yep. whenever we do our next indie game review. Hmm. Sooner or later. But the big thing, of course, is going to be our next main episode, our 420 special. And that is going to be Zelda CDI. Now, this is something I think is going to be really fun, you know, just to get blazed as fuck to and just, you know, (laughs) of course, if we did that sort of thing, it's Texas. So, of course, you know, we're we're legal, right, Dakota? We try to be. Very legal. Very legal, of course. All no, no illegal shenanigans happening in only pure, only pure CBD derived from industrial hemp. There you go. No THC, right? Exactly. That's the legal way of doing it. Um, Anyway, if you guys like to smoke, if that's your cup of tea even if it's not um you're gonna have fun with us we're gonna explore link the faces of evil and zelda the wand of gamelon jam-packed into one episode we've got to emulate it in order to make it happen but we're gonna make it happen now that i've announced it we can't go back we got to make it happen here we go. i'm actually looking forward to this because goddamn those animated cutscenes are just worth the price Awful. of admission wasn't there <laughs> like, like seriously YouTube? wasn't there like a youtube poop about it youtube poops were all centered around that's what i thought almost Pretty all much. of them were centered around the Zelda CDI cutscenes. And I'm talking about those two particular games. There's a third one called Zelda's Adventure. I think we're going to try to do that next season. And then yep. eventually we're going to move over that slot or something else. I think since we already have like kind of a Zelda spinoff slot, it would be cool to kind of work off of that. Right. Which technically means two Zelda episodes a season, which is an excuse to do more Zelda. So why the hell not? You're right. I um, will say I've started playing uh, A Link to the Past on my Super Nintendo emulator. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Fun, fun times. Oh, Link to the Past is a good one and yeah. Link's Awakening which is the sequel to that is coming out this year oh really on Nintendo Switch they're doing the uh, remaster a port of it on Nintendo Switch oh sweet yeah so we're really looking forward to that and we are super stoked for Zelda CDI next week on our 420 episode being released on 420 by the way we're going to release it on April 20th anyway guys Collateral Gaming is on iTunes we are on Podbean Spotify YouTube SoundCloud Chill Lover Radio app thank you Chill Lover Radio oh Oh yeah, big thanks to Chill and Chill Lover Radio and the Chill Lover Radio family for having both of our shows on their platform. Hell yeah. Seriously. Yeah, so we're available in all those places wherever you get your podcasts. If you're listening to this on audio, uh, look forward to the video version of it soon on YouTube where we'll show you some of the gameplay content. Uh, you'll get to see some of our shenanigans in No Man's Sky while we're talking about it. Of course, if you're watching the video right now, then you're already watching that. But you should go head over to the audio podcast and listen yeah. to our extra segment at the end anyway guys i think that's a wrap that being said my name is ashley chancellor i'm dakota chancellor we are collateral gaming and we are out bye who's your daddy
Welcome to Collateral Gaming Extras, the part of the podcast where we do our best Christopher Walken impressions. <laughs> it's also the part of the podcast where we buttercream hard. Hard. Buttercreaming for life. For Jesus. Oh, come on. For Jesus way. Anally. You were supposed That's to right. work off of my, my Christopher Walken joke. What Christopher Walken Christopher joke? Walken. You weren't even listening. You were just you were just planting your buttercream bullshit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's, That's all right. you guys talk about. Buttercreaming. Butter That's the only life. thing to talk about, man, is buttercreaming. That no, no. it's garbage you guys, day. Man. You guys will learn. Garbage, garbage day. day. Garbage day. Arbor Day. That's Arbor Day. Oh, Groundhog's God. Day. Groundhog's Day <laughs> with uh, Bill Murray, yeah, Bill Murray. something like that. Bo, it's a YouTube, it's a snob joke, have, really. Have, yeah, have you seen? Totally. Have you seen Bo's Facebook? I have the buttercreamers. Mm-hmm. I went ah. full buttercream, Elden, all the full way, Elden. You know what? Why don't you explain to the viewers what buttercream is? Buttercreaming is love and buttercreaming is life. That's what it is. <laughs> you know, it's not just about helping people out. It's about having fun. It's yeah. about carrots. Lots of carrots. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Nobody knows what you're saying. It's about eating spaghetti with ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's about white bread with mayo and bologna. <laughs> with a crust cut off. With a crust cut off. Cut diagonally. What is- Welcome Maybe. to Good Burger, home with a good burger. Can I take your order? Hey, hey, Jesus, man. Jesus, Jesus, Scotty. Jesus, man. I think the reference is this movie called The Buttercream Gang. It's an amazing movie. It's so, so white people. Like, I'm I'm telling you, man. Send it back to Chicago. Why haven't we done it on the podcast then? Oh, we're going to do it on the podcast. We're also going to, I want to do a commentary on this because it's just that fucking funny. So (laughs) does this qualify as a good movie? You can find it, it on YouTube. It <laughs> qualifies as an amusing movie. Yeah. So it's, it's it's everything in between then. Just oh, uh, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> just about buttercreaming hard for your neighbor, for your family, and buttercreaming for God and country and church and all of that. Buttercreaming in your family. I mean, all they did was pay the fence and help the Widow Jenkins. Help like, the Widow Jenkins. The poor Widow Jenkins, man. She's always falling in that always fucking Always falling. Movie. Just leave her ass there. Like right? twice. It's like, leave, leave her there. That, that's how she'll <laughs> learn. What does this, this sound like the beginning of an Alabama amateur porn video? You mean an <laughs> Alabama Thunder Pussy video? Buttercreaming your family. Buttercreaming buttercreaming your face. Buttercream for life. Buttercream for MAGA. Oh, God, (laughs) no. Don't, don't. Just That's right. That's right. When I buttercream for Trump, I buttercream all the way. Hard. (laughs) Harder than ever. Ever. Oh, God. I don't know. Dakota, what do you think of buttercreaming? What what is your take on buttercream? I think y'all are ridiculous. I don't need to stop this shit. (laughs) I hear it. No, you don't understand. Hey, I hear it I every ev- day at work. If I ever come to Jesus, I come all the way. Come every all the way day at work. I hear this shit. I don't fucking care. All we day. do this. We do the same thing with the room. every day. We do the same thing with the room, man. <laughs> come is on. It, no, is this the new too. the room? That's what I was gonna say. I don't know. Oh man, it it, it is just as amazing as the room. I think. Think because so. I mean everything is meant to be so sincere, but it's so corny. And it's so gay, really. Very, very white bread, like uh-huh. white people from white breadistan with all the white bread with the white crust cut off and all that. Yeah, you're, the whitey white, 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 white. Wonder bread. Wonder we'll bread. Go down in history. 
like uh, the room did? Um, I guess so. I mean, it's not that infamous. It's just really, really funny and really, really meme Oh, my hey, God. You know what I want to talk about? Flat earthers. I want to. Oh, I want to talk about. I, I could do a whole podcast on this. Honestly, if, if, if I had the opportunity, I would totally do a science podcast, like just debunking, like things like uh, flat Earth, anti-vax, moon landing hoax, conspiracy theories, and just the whole pseudoscience. Okay, guys, uh, I don't want to go into rant mode, but you're getting there. UFOs, <laughs> urban legends. Okay, hold, hold, me, hold me back. Okay, so in <laughs> BC. So something BC. I don't. I don't remember exactly how many years BCE, but Eratosthenes proved the Earth was round. Mind you, it was common knowledge. He just he he basically was the first one to come up with proof because he was able to measure the circumference of the Earth with surprising accuracy. Today, uh, those findings were later uh, modified and and by uh, Copernicus's heliocentric model and then by Kepler's model. And then, you know, we had Newton who discovered gravity and then we had Einstein in the theories of special and general relativity. And this has all been tested. We, I mean, we've been to Lake Pontchartrain, Dakota. Oh, we have. We've seen the literal curvature. I was in an airplane just the other day and I took a picture. I saw the picture on my phone. You could see the curvature of the clouds. Okay. Now think about that for a second. If you're above the clouds, you're seeing the curvature of the clouds. You're not even seeing the curvature of the Earth. The Earth was even lower than the clouds. If I could have seen the Earth, th there's no way you couldn't have seen the curve. It's ridiculous. And like you said about Lake Pontchartrain, that's in Louisiana, right? Yeah, on the way to New Orleans. 26, 28 miles stretch bridge on water. Okay, we have seen the power lines on that bridge curve. You can see it in the distance. It, it it's actually on the internet. The Lake Pontchartrain. Yeah, and some people say that's faked. Well. I'm here to tell you, I've been there. The curvature isn't faked. Nope. It wasn't photoshopped. And the Earth is fucking round. Right, Bo? That's right, Robert. It's fucking round. Damn it. I knew that already. Oh, yeah. I'm sure I mean, you did. The calendar ended at 2015 for us. Or was it 2012? 2012. It was 2012. Yeah, was the, calendar, the calendar ended in 2012. We're, we're, we're post-apocalypse now. Yeah, so. December 21st, 2012. Yeah, I mean, I, apparently. <laughs> I love that. Like, the Mayans had to stop somewhere, right? You know, well, they, they, they did just was, ran out of room. All know? they did was just not get around to recycling their calendar because, right. you know, white people came. Yep. Well, and they couldn't just keep going on forever. They eventually just had to stop. So... Why does everybody think that meant the end of the end of the world? Like the Mayans, some primitive savages, you know, from like several thousand years ago. I, I, well, I say I, that, I think but they're use, actually highly advanced. I, I think just using the term primitive savages just kind of answered your question there. You know, the whole noble savage thing, you know, basically it, j it just goes back to like, you know, brown people can't do anything. White people better. Also, that's what it boils down to. How would the mm -hmm. Mayans know about this? That's what aliens. I'm saying. We're, we're because they, they know. Because Did you see Alien versus Predator? Because math and technology are not things that were created in a vacuum throughout human civilization. It's always been with us. It's always been used in certain ways. I mean, even so-called primitive peoples had their own technology, their own intelligentsia, their own, you know, scientists, or their equivalents to it, you know? Well, yeah, there's evidence to show that Egyptians actually made batteries. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Back like, then, battery. Yeah, they yeah. had actual batteries back then. 
the fucking white people. But you know, it was aliens. If there's, we can't, there's, we can't there's figure even it out. There's even evidence that they made sound recordings on the uh, uh, gr- on the uh, groove sides of uh, like pottery. Right, right. There's actual evidence of that. It's actually plausible to do that. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. And the the pyramids, totally possible. You just have to you know use your brain to figure it out. You. You know what happens? It's it's what ancient alien does. It's what all the conspiracy theory videos do, and why I don't generally watch them because of this. You know, it's like you form like these false dichotomies. We can't figure out how this happened, therefore aliens. Yeah, hold on. You know, aliens what I mean, did it. there we go. You skipped or, a huge or, step uh, in between. It's, it's like either God of the gaps or aliens of the gaps, one way or the yeah. other. People, I don't know. People. People, people are sheep. All, all I'm going to say is that when it comes to flat earthers, the original flat earthers were total buttercreamers. Oh my they god! Buttercreamed harder than anyone who has ever buttercreamed before, How and just I... the propagation of this conspiracy theory is proof of that. They did their job. Just to hope. Hashtag MAGA. Hashtag buttercreamers for life. Hashtag Do you like carrots? How am I not surprised that he was going to do this shit? It's come full circle. <laughs> and full circle. We're back to buttercreaming. We have to see this movie now. There's no way. Along with Ken Oh, yes. We could, we could turn it on here after this. Shit. Sounds good to me. All right. All right. So by next podcast, we'll have watched Buttercream Gang. We'll tell you how we feel. Uh-huh. Yeah. You're going to be brought into the world of buttercreaming. And my, what a world it is. Where we use uh, little girls to spy on our enemies. Maybe I can start using quotes from that mo- that movie then instead of Master Disguise, so you don't get you know. Yeah, rage. I, I I endorse quotes from Buttercream Game or Crime of the Ages or Second Chance or any of those religious movies. Those are these are all religious movies that this shit comes from. So wait, are you telling me you don't like it when I say who's your daddy? Fuck who's your daddy? No, who's your daddy? <laughs> Do you know what I did with that fucking movie? I, th- I threw it across my room and it's underneath my dresser. <laughs> That's we, where it's at. We right took now. a picture and posted it on Instagram. We, it fell in the trash can, but it was perfect. So we actually staged it. It fell and took in the a trash can. I fucking threw it in the trash can. What are you talking about? I thought it about? fell in and then you I threw, threw it. it in there. <laughs> <laughs> I <was laughs> threw it. Fuck <laughs> that. Like, that was a perfect picture then. No, that yeah. picture was, was flawless. It was uh, exactly it where it needs to be. <laughs> yeah. Can, can you believe that Dana Carvey actually showed his face at the Academy Awards oh my with goodness. Mike Myers? What? Exactly. How did they allow that? Exactly where it needs to be and exactly where it came from. Trash. He filmed that turtle scene when 9-11 happened. <laughs> that is actual truth. That's crazy, bro. My yeah. God. Body smoldering in the fucking rubble and he's going, turtle, turtle, turtle. <laughs> People jumping off of roofs. What the fuck, man? Turtle. Turtle, turtle. (laughs) What was the last thing they they saw before they hit the ground? No. Turtle, turtle. Oh, no. Turtle. I'm just kidding. No, no disrespect, man. No, I don't know. Let's let's save 9-11 jokes for when 9-11 actually comes around. Works for me. (laughs) I get no criticism for it. Yeah. But before then, yeah, there's just verboten. Only on 9-11. Works for me. So... Are all jokes allowed now? I don't know. <laughs> We're still not allowed to say the N word. We're white. Nope. You can't you can't say it. Unless you want to get prosecuted, crucified. Exactly. But Bo, you're you're an honorary 
black person, right? <laughs> is he? I make no claims toward anything like that. He's a frosted Cheerio. He said he was excited. I'm a what now? What the fuck? <laughs> a frosted <laughs> Cheerio. What the fuck is that? What well, does that mean? There's your Cheerio. There's your chocolate Cheerio. And there's your frosted Cheerio. <laughs> your frosted Cheerio's in the middle. You got your regular Honey Nut Cheerio. Your chocolate Cheerio. What, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? I don't get the analogy here. <laughs> yeah, I've heard of that. That was funny. I don't get the fucking analogy at all. That's your problem. Oh my god! And then we have Robert Ortegon, who is Beto Ortegon. Beto. I mean, I've yeah, never Beto. heard that before. In my be life. Beto. <laughs> That's cool. I've never heard that name. I mean, you're you're Hispanic technically, but does you're he actually white? Yeah, no proof of that either. <laughs> <laughs> he looks more like Aztec, doesn't he? That's what he comes from. That's part of it, right? Yeah. Just Los yeah. Aztecas. That's all we get is it? Yeah. Yes. How about an explanation? What is your heritage? Let me explain my heritage where I came oh from. Oh my god, I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm comfortable with a white person telling a brown Robert. person about what their hey, their heritage is. The I think that that's very American. loaded. Oh, okay, the original okay. American, pretty much. The original yeah. American. Technically, we're Perfect. we're the illegal immigrants if you think about it. There you go. Oh, of course. Yeah. So, Robert, you're the only one who's actually allowed to be here. There you go. <laughs> My birthright. I got rights. It's your birthright. <laughs> you own this land. You own this land. Damn yep. it. Damn well, it. I, I all think to hell. All the time we have for today. Or oh, all the time really? But I was having so much fun. <laughs> I'm tired. Me too, God. I'm exhausted. And oh, apparently whatever. we need to watch the Buttercream Gang. The Buttercream oh, God, Gang. No. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Eat a male sandwich when you do it yeah definitely miracle whip miracle whip lots of miracle whip lots of miracle whip not not even real mayo just miracle whip (laughs) nothing there's nothing wider than that turkey like like going straight for a miracle whip instead of the mayo oh man turkey on white with a crust curl exactly out of the jar that's right. That's right. <laughs> you both of you know that you do that. Hell no, I hate Miracle Whip. I hate Miracle Whip and I hate mayo too. I like mayo. You don't like mayo. I don't even like eggs in it. Yeah, but that's I why you don't like mayo. I won't even eat veganaise. I mean, that to me is because it's like puss in a jar. Well, yeah, right? <laughs> it's still like yeah, exactly. Yeah, I probably wouldn't eat vegan eggs. Yeah, <laughs> you either. Hey, vegan eggs are good. You just said you won't eat, don't want to eat them. Are they good or are they not, Bo? What, like, no, what? vegan eggs. That's vegan eggs, not vegan eggs. Vegan eggs. Vegan eggs. Vegan, vegan mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. Vegan eggs. Oh. Mayonnaise away. Vegan eggs. Vietnamese. Okay. <laughs> 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 Robert, Robert's gone in his little rants over here. All He's right. Fine. I guess we're going to wrap this up, right? Yeah, I think Ash. so. Do you guys want to share your handles or something? Um, at C Cinema Podcast. Uh, if you want to follow me on Facebook, just look for Bo Maddox. I mean, look for Collateral Cinema on Instagram. And also, be sure to re- become buttercreamers for life because we need more buttercreamers in every small I'm going to cut you off right there, Bo. Oh, fuck no. I'm going to cut you off right fuck there. no. I am spreading the word of buttercreaming for life. Okay. Hashtag maybe, make America great again. Maybe, maybe, maybe on someone else's platform. So Collateral Gaming. <laughs> oh, what the fuck? This is my studio. This is my platform. 
collateral <laughs> what the fuck? Collateral Gaming is, as I said before in the main episode, uh, C Gaming Podcast, collateral.gaming.podcast on Instagram. You can follow me at uh, scruffy.chancellor on Instagram, I think. Scruffy C on Twitter. Ashley Allen Chancellor on Facebook. Follow me on Instagram, dakota.chancellor. Uh, I guess I got Snapchat. Crazy dude, 1234 with a K. Uh, I'm not even going to put that in there. That's <laughs> cringe. Cringe. I, I made you, that one. I made my Minecraft account when I was I guess like you can 12, follow me so. on Facebook at Robert Ortegon and Ortegon.Robert on Instagram. That's about yeah. it. Sweet. All right. Get out of here, guys. That Just, you know. Well, just, hey, Ash. Jesus, man. Jesus, guys. Jesus, man. Collateral Gaming is an L Company production. All music and game clips are owned by their respective creators, are used for educational purposes only, and are fair use. Please don't sue us. We're poor.